everyone, and welcome to Season 6, Episode 8 of Keeping It Arcadia. My name is Vanya, and I will be your host for this episode. In this episode, Lucas O oh and Hayden Wong will be discussing roughly the first two months of the season of two NBA teams, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. So make sure to keep on listening to hear what they have to say. Hello everyone, today we bring you a special segment where we dive into two very popular NBA teams, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. I am Hayden Wong. And I'm Lucas O. So let's get started with the Lakers. So, so far the record is 10-13 and 13, and they're 13th in the West, which as kind of expected, especially after a really troubling season last year, and especially when I heard they were keep, keeping Russell Westbrook. And they started just as I like I thought they would start at 0-5, but I thought the new coach would turn things around sooner. But eventually they were able to reach that point because now that there have been like 7-3 and three in the last 10 games, and a massive, massive part of that is Anthony Davis, who in the last 10 games have av- has averaged 31.9 points, 14.3 rebounds, and 2.6 assists. So he's basically kind of reached what we expected, what we know of AD, and he's been the biggest factor so far in the Lakers' wins, uh, especially last night because last night... As of us recording this, they played the Cavs, and he went out because he had the flu. And they they kind of got crushed a little bit by, like, 12 points. And definitely you could see the flaws when he's not on the floor, especially defensive rebounding and just being that big. He's not a center, but he, he does have a big presence in the paint, especially when he drives, um, getting a lot of blocked shots. And he, he, makes, a, he makes a lot of offensive opportunities especially with the easy pick and rolls and his mid-range shot has been going in which he struggled with last year because of a wrist injury and he has been struggling ever since the bubble and I think after hearing all especially us like the fans especially um hearing us like kind of complain a little bit that he wasn't the same he definitely is stepping up but I feel like it's supposed to be LeBron and AD together but I feel like it's been mostly Anthony Davis right now because LeBron he he's still putting up decent numbers 25 points 9.1 rebounds 6.4 assists but you can definitely tell when you're watching the games he's age is definitely getting to him because he's driving less to the basket and especially LeBron always plays slow in the beginning he always likes to pace himself because injuries he doesn't want to tweak the ankle again or get another groin injury like with his first year in the Lakers but it's kind of he does. He definitely doesn't have the same presence on the floor as like the last two years. Even last year, when he averaged thirty points, he's shooting more threes, which would be okay if he made them more because he's. There, there was a statistic somewhere earlier in the season where he had the like most, the least efficient three point um, percentage of his career, but now it's gone back up to thirty three point one, which is still not great. But he's definitely, he's definitely missing more than making them. Uh, I think another big part is that coach Darvin Ham, who was brought on from the Bucks, I believe, he definitely changed the whole mentality of the team, especially with bringing or convincing Russell Westbrook to come off the bench, which Vogel tried to do last year, but he didn't. I don't think he has the same connection to Vogel as he does with Darvin Ham. And off the bench now, he's averaging 14.6 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 7.5 assists. And definitely he runs so much better um, without LeBron, especially running with a separate union, a uh, separate unit. And you can definitely see he's more energetic, he's more happy to play, and he's less restrictive without LeBron. He's making more acrobatic passes and less turnovers, actually, which is very surprising considering last year when he, I don't even know what he was doing sometimes, but this year he seems like he really has a rhythm without LeBron, which I think is exactly what he envisioned. 
to carry um, kind of more of the weight when he's not on the floor. And even though the team kind of had not that much to work with in terms of money because all the contracts are taken up by, especially Russ, who's making around like $40 million, uh, they did. They definitely still got some really good players, like Lonnie Walker, the fourth who they acquired from the Spurs. He's kind of like the Malik Monk of this year. He's very acrobatic, and he's a decent shot maker. He can be a little spotty with his three-point shots, but definitely acrobatic when he's in the paint making those layups. Austin Reeves, who we had last year, who has grown even more, actually. He, his three-point shot's falling in more, and his assists are becoming more, uh, like, kind of circus assists. Like, they're very, like... They're kind of like Magic Johnson. And then Wenyan Gabriel, who we kept from last year, um, he's not a great shooter, but he definitely moves well off the ball, like making screens and then creating more opportunities off the floor. And he's a decent defender with length and tenacity. And a big part of the Lakers this year so far was Matt Ryan because he was definitely a a great three-point shooter, even though he was spotty too. Like he definitely didn't have consistency, but when he was hot, he was hot from the three-point shot. And especially during the game against the Pelicans where he basically saved that game by um, getting the Lakers into overtime after Jackson Hayes missed a couple of free throws. But they cut him for some reason, probably to make more space. But if I were to cut someone, I'd rather cut players like Pat Bev or Kendrick Nunn because Patrick Beverly, he came in with a lot of promise. He was going to show a lot of tenacity, um, kind of motivate the players more. But I feel like he hasn't really done it. At least you can't really see it on the floor because over the last 10 games, he hasn't even scored more than five points. I know he's not known for scoring, but if you're a starter, I feel like you have to at least make around like eight to 10. But he hasn't contributed much. Even his defense, he fouls too much and is creating too many uh, four-point plays, especially with teams like the Warriors or like Dallas now, which have really good three-point shot shooters. And... He's shooting really low from three. Like, every time he shoots, it seems like he always misses. 22% from three is really kind of unacceptable. And Kendrick Nunn has a similar problem because he came into the season with a lot of promise, especially after um, the preseason. He showed a lot of promise in this preseason. And after coming that injury from last year, which benched him for almost the whole year, like, he just definitely, like, he's too much of a ball hog. And I feel like he hasn't gotten into his rhythm yet for a while because he turns the ball over all the time but the most mo- notable win by the lakers so far which has me which has given me some hope that they'll hopefully make the playoffs is uh the bucks game uh on december 2nd where ad had a 44 point double double because he was really feeling the mid-range driving to the paint he wasn't guarding Giannis most of the time though it was mostly winning gabriel who did a decent job he contained him to 40 points which is you know still not great but it was enough to win the game by at least five or four and that was definitely a great win because it showed how driven AD was, how the conversation, you know, AD versus Giannis is still very much alive. And it, the Bucks are a serious, serious team. So it's really great that we got to see a win. And that's been the Lakers so far. So hopefully right now they sit 13th. Hopefully they can make their way up. And hopefully as of now, AD has the flu. So hopefully he won't be out too many games because he's the main factor and the reason why if we're gonna get into the playoffs, that's why. All right, that was a really, really detailed um, recap of the Lakers uh, on Lakers side. Definitely, I I resonate with a lot of your sentiments about you know how up and down they were, and I think a lot of the main factors is really AD's health, um, Russ uh, Westbrook's uh, how he can be able to or how he can capitalize his um, six man time, and 
yeah, just some like role players had to like step up, um, as you mentioned with Beverly. Um, but turning our uh, attention to the other side, going to Warriors, they were pretty. They were. Uh, they have a really high expectation going in. Fans were expecting that they really show um, why they deserved the last championship um, that they won against Boston. But so far, it has been a dis- disappointing um, start. Right now, they are thirteen and twelve. Um, although they are seven and four uh, over the last ten games, they did uh, start off start off really poorly, and they are still two and ten on the road, which is not something you would expect from a um, champion. Um, they the only reason they are able to keep up with the record right now is because they're eleven and two at home. Um, don't know if the new Warriors court ca- contributed to that, but definitely something to keep an eye out on. So far, Curry has been the best player, definitely. He's averaging 30 points per game, and um, his numbers are comparable to his unanimous unanimous MVP season. Um, uh, and then there has been some... Uh, there has been some talks of trading Wiseman, um, and that comes in a lot with... Uh, how the Warriors are trying to incorporate the two timelines. Uh, they are trying to merge the young timeline as well as the um, old timeline. So right now they are trying to figure out how to balance the rotation by developing developing the young players um, as well as keeping the win keeping a winning record record. And right now they have resolved to uh, right right now they have resolved to. Um, using a less uh or going back to more of a um stable roster with a 10-man rotation um instead of developing the young guys uh they're sending Rollins uh which is one of their um rookies and, and also Wiseman down to the G League to develop them um but they are bringing him bringing Wiseman back and um surprisingly there is a key player in their rotation which was Anthony Lamb whom no one thought was going to be on the team but the Warriors signed him to a uh, two-way deal and he's surprisingly provided a lot of um, energy off the bench uh, three-point shooting as well as uh, point of attack defense and I think right now they really uh, should focus more on winning and keeping the record up um, because if they do want to uh, if they do want to defend their title and win a back-to-back, they do have to pick it up back up. Um, and uh, Clay Thompson has been uh, up and down, even though he has revived a little bit after the Suns game on November 16th. Uh, his, his shooting percentage right now hasn't been the best. It's a 40.2% field goal percentage, but his uh, three-point shot is back. And... Um, there are there are inconsistencies in his shot, but definitely you see the uh, glimpse of old Clay Thompson before his two devastating injuries, and uh, some young players that have showed promise was Kaminga, and also uh, Moses Moody. They're the sophomores whom uh, the Warriors drafted last uh, last year. Kaminga showed a lot of um, a lot of um, athletic potential and capabilities and something the Warriors really lack is rim pressure and they really don't have anyone to drive to the rim um, that is why oftentimes the defense focus on uh, really shutting down their three-point shooting and um, speaking about three-point shooting 
Jordan Poole has been pretty inconsistent on that um, aspect. Uh, Even though he had a pretty big game uh, last week, he is still pretty inconsistent and is not living up to his new contract right now, which is, um, I believe it's a $144 million contract over four years, if I'm not wrong. Um, But right now, they are really... Uh, they really have to um, sort of bring back the old Jordan Poole when he was last year when he was contributing to their championship uh, lineup. Um, but overall, this is uh, mainly what the Warriors have been uh, going through, and I do expect that the Warriors will uh, find a more stable uh, rotation as well as bounce back into a more of a winning record. Um, and I do expect that they will be in the playoff, um, but. It, they will not be in the um, they will or they will be going into a really uh, hard playoff run especially because they will be playing a, a lot of road games um, if they keep their their um, sort of like a 50 uh, or 500 percentage uh, win percentage record right now so that's my recap on the Warriors and um, yeah I'll hand it back to Lucas for our conclusion yeah, that was a really great segment. I haven't been paying too much attention to the Warriors because time, obviously, and watching the Laker games already takes up so much energy and time. But yeah, the Warriors have been kind of... The West has been all over the place this year, especially with the Kings being so high this year. But I think the Warriors, I think they're what they're mainly struggling from is probably you know being tired, winning that championship. Um, they've played you know definitely farther into the offseason. But I don't know, because the Celtics are playing up to that standard, even probably better than last year, and they played the same amount of games as the Warriors. But I feel like the Warriors are definitely older, especially with their their big three, Draymond, Clay, Steph. The, the Celtics definitely have a younger core, which is probably factors a big part into that. And also, I feel like maybe the drama at the beginning of the year kind of broke the team up a little bit between Poole and Draymond. And I feel like the contracts are also have a little bit to do with it i don't think it's a big part i think most of it is just being tired and then inconsistency from winning that championship because usually championship teams do have that fatigue but eventually they bounce back at some point i expect them to bounce back at least into the top seven six at least so they they don't have to play in the play-in tournament by probably a little after all-star break i assume but I feel like once the Warriors secure that playoff position, they're fine because they're definitely a different animal. They have so much experience. But then again, they lost some key players like Gary Payton II, who definitely kind of held that de- the defensive line. But that basically caps, uh, caps off our NBA recap. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Lucas and Hayden. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the eighth episode of Season 6 of Keeping It Arcadia. For the full list of episodes, you can visit dciausd.weebly.com or visit our Podbean podcast page. Make sure to check out at Arcadia DCI and at Arcadia Unified on Instagram and the Arcadia Unified School District Facebook to find out more about DCI and keep up with the district events. This has been Vanya with Keeping It Arcadia, and we'll see you in the next episode. This is Keeping It Arcadia signing off.